I don't feel like anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. What's up, Jamie Kennedy? Hate to break it to you. Uh, this is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. And uh, I hope I have some passion for it because, you know, I was really passionate about it and, and then I've got so much happening. But so um, this is a solo podcast and I want to talk to you guys today about I have not drank any alcohol since September 30th of 2018. No, August 30th. August 30th was my last glass of red wine 2018. So, let's see. So almost a year and five months, I have not had a speck of alcohol. In fact, I was uh, eating food and there was alcohol like in the sauce. I said, no, I don't want it. Um, And then they like say it cooks out. I didn't even eat it. I did a scene in a movie and there was alcohol and it was it was O'Doul's and I didn't drink it and it was some of it spilled on my cheek because the guy was like this and I got a drop here and I was like, Oh god, did I just get alcohol in my system? But I don't think so. I haven't I only had like two kumbuchus, I don't even know, but somebody told me there's alcohol in them, but I don't think so. Um so I want to talk to you about that and why I did that and how I did that and what was my reasoning to do it. Um, I was getting ready to do a special and uh, shot my special like the end of you know, November, right before Thanksgiving of 2018. And... Um, I was, I wanted to look good, and I felt that I was looking puffy, and I was looking kind of fat, and I'm just going to write these thoughts down, because these are like, like, ew, puffy, fat, history, um, and I was like, I gotta, I'm going to just stop drinking, because I want to like slim down. And I thought, well, once I do the special, I will have some alcohol to celebrate. So I did it for about 10 weeks. And it felt, I'm just writing this down because it's like a lot. Uh, and once the special was done... 
that night, I didn't drink. I felt good. I thought, well, I had achieved something. I've been working on this material for a few years. It's done. It's a sense of accomplishment. It's now in the can. We can celebrate, you know, uh, an accomplishment. And I think that's what booze was for me. It was, hey, celebrate the good times. Um, and then I was just like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna drink right now. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Man, you know, I've had a lot of things happen in the last year and a half. And the holidays came. I was kind of working. I didn't drink. Uh, but then I went home. I saw my mother, my family. We were, you know, worried about my mother's health. She's been very, she was very frail and. We thought this could be like our last Christmas. Uh, I didn't drink. Uh, then, uh, like, New Year's Eve, I didn't drink. Not that I always do, but sometimes. <sighs> then I think there was some type of premiere. I didn't drink. Um... Then I had a big show on St. Patrick's Day, did not drink. Um, then my mother passed. Um, she'd been sick a long time, uh, you know, and I didn't drink. And I thought, wow, I really, I'm not going to drink. Cause that's like an event where you might. She'd been sick for years, but, you know, I had some wine at my dad's funeral, but I was like, I don't think I want to break it. And I was like, wow. Then I did an event in Las Vegas in July. You know, my birthday came up. Fucking focus. No drinking. July 4th. Did an event in Vegas. No drinking. And blah, blah, blah. Then I went to Halloween party this year. Uh, Maroon 5 has a great Halloween party every year. Did not drink. Um, and I'm like, holidays came, didn't drink. I was like, and here I am. And I have so many observations about it that I just want to talk about and I just want to share. And I just, it's like fascinating why I started drinking, what is drinking, what is drinking with us, society. Um, so forgive me because I'm gathering my thoughts when I have them written down too. So I guess like one of the first times I started drinking, I was, I was raised in Philadelphia and I was, uh, you know, Catholic school. I was one of the only people in my family, the only one that graduated all 12 years. And we grew up, and, you know, Catholicism and Philly is kind of a negative vibe town. I love it, but there's a lot. It's always no before yes. 
and there's a lot of like, fuck you, and there's a lot of tension. And the thing you do is you go out on the weekends and you get fucked up. They say you go to a fucking kegger and you get fucked up. Um, I also had one of my friends that I left out, and I apologize, who also died this year. One of my really good friends, like one of my four in my circle, even though we weren't close in the last couple of years. He died. Uh, he's younger than me. He also died of alcohol poisoning. Um, he died terribly, and um, I didn't drink. Um... But this is not an anti-alcohol thing. This is just an observation. That's all I want to share with people. So I was growing up in Philly, and I remember the first time I was drinking, I was like 12 or 13, we used to drink little ponies. They called them little ponies. Miller fucking ponies. You know, you can drink fucking. You get an eight-pack of ponies with your boy. You're in seventh grade. I think seventh grade was the year I started. And you get four ponies each. Little baby Miller lights. And then you go to the the graveyard and with your boys. You split a pony pack, so you get four. That's a lot. He get four. And then you go play, um and then you go to like where the girls are hanging out. And they're like, you know they're drinking their own ponies and then you like go meet up at the mixer. That was a dance. And you're fucking feeling good. So, I really wouldn't have drank, but it was like a, a neighborhood thing. Um, I am Irish. I am Catholic. Uh, I've seen a lot of booze in my life. My mom's friend used to drink a, a fifth of gin a day. Very red-faced, very funny. Um, she lived a long life. Um... So I did that. I did that throughout high school, pretty much drinking every weekend, every other weekend. You go to keg parties, beer parties, down the shore. You know, you you would drink. You would drink whatever you could drink, right? A little booze. Mostly beer, though. Pudgy. And then I decided I wanted to go on this journey of, uh, you know, Hollywood and... Uh, 18-ish, and, uh, you know, I would have went earlier, but my mom wouldn't let me quit school, and I was under her her guard, and I was, uh, you know, 18, right, 19, moved out to L.A., and, you know, I used to have to throw keg parties, just make a little money, go to keg parties, it was a big deal, it was keg parties in the park, that was a big deal in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And I just said, you know, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to, like, change my life. And uh, the first thing I did was I didn't – I drank for a few couple first months when I came out here, you know, still in my habits and stuff. And then I was like, I got to get on this journey. So I made a commitment to not drink for one year. And – I don't know. It was like in the early 90s, like 91-ish. And I literally set a date. And I'm like, I'm not going to drink for a year. I'm working out. I'm getting healthy. And uh, I did it. I don't know how hard it was, but I did it. And I don't know when the year was up. It was pretty much, I remembered it. I don't know if I broke it exactly at a year. But I decided that 
I'm not going to fucking, you know, I just decided whatever, whatever. I Maybe I had a drink or something. I don't remember. But during my early struggle years, besides not having any money and besides having to fucking do everything every second to try to get seen by a casting director or a fucking club booker or whatever, he didn't really drink. I might have had a drink here and there, but I don't think I did. Might have smoked a joint here and there, you know, creative people. I don't really think I did drink. It wasn't until I started getting successful. I don't think I drank much over, like, from 91 to 96. I don't think I drank much at all. Maybe maybe once, a couple times a year. It was, like, juice and shows and tea and boom, 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 boom. Pretty much Kumbachu. I would go to uh, real. Oh, I'd go to uh, across from from Beverly. That store, Arrow One. I'll go there all the time. Get juice. A lot of carrot juice. And then I I started I started I started getting successful, and I that's when I started drinking again. It was a social thing. So, I think on Romeo and Juliet, it was in Mexico, where they're known for tequila, you know, you're at a cast dinner, or guys are in the club, and everybody's there, and you're like, okay, join in with a little tequila. I remember Scream, we shot that in wine country, I never really knew what good wine was, this is the one of the meccas, we would have cast dinners, a little bit of wine. Rap parties, yeah, loosen up, talk to people, talk to women, whatever, you know, boom. I never needed alcohol to be loose. I was already loose, you know. Once I got out of my peer group of Catholicism and all that, I was to do whatever I want. There was no judgments. And even when I was being judged, I was still pretty loose. But, you know, I'm super loose because, you know, where I live has not raised me. So now I'm in like in front of strangers. Even people that know me are people that accept me as me. So I never did the alcohol for that. It was like social. I was lucky that way. I remember then I got my first Scream residual check and it was a good amount of money. So I bought my first BMW. And I was like, I was like 26 and Apple martinis were a big deal. That's where I could go out and take girls out. I would take a girl out. Apple martini, apple martini. It was like, it was all the rage. So I would only drink like during movies, really. Like, I never drank at home. I didn't really do that. I remember I get a lot of wine and vodka and all this stuff as gifts, but I never really, I never really drank it and then I bought my first house I remember I had a, like a whole wine rack tons of bottles I never even touched them it was only like at rap parties celebration something boom your movie was number one or boom your TV show was number one in the ratings that night or um, you know you're a part of something great you know boom it was like that you know or then I started going out on the on the road and um on the weekends, and he would do like one, he would do two shows, you know, two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday. So you get into a town, you do a show Thursday, you, you know, um, and then you're up 
maybe you hang out with somebody. I don't know. You hang out with your friend, the opener, whatever. But you got to get up early. You get up at 6. You do a fuckload of press till noon. You're dead fucking tired. You sleep all day. You go. You do two shows that night. And then you're like, fuck, man. I'm going to fucking uncork. And then you go out. You meet a couple of locals. You have some drinks. Have some fun. Boom. And you sleep in all day Saturday. And then you're fucking... And then boom. And that's... You drink on the road sometimes, too. A lot of times, actually. Um, but I really wouldn't want to do it towards the end of my trip because I didn't want to affect my performance. I realized that sometimes if I wake up a little hungover Saturday, it wouldn't make my Saturday nights as good. So I was like, I'm not going to risk that. So maybe sometimes I would drink after Sunday's performance. Um, and then like I was making, you know, just, you know, going from job, making, you know, stupid money on stuff. And I would just go to the club and, you know, get a free bottle or get a bottle. I didn't really have to buy many bottles. I usually got free bottles and then you share them. And then it's just like ah, a big vodka, cranberry, peach schnapps. That was my drink. And if you look at me through the history, I look puffy at times. And I look, um, you know. Sometimes really puffy and fit and puffy and fit. And and I read a lot about actors and stuff and how they would drink and they would go off the drinks when they get a movie and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of what it was. You know what I mean? I was working. I really didn't do it till like we were done. And then like I hit like 40. My 40th birthday party was crazy. I, I've never drank so much in my life. I was with so many had a big party in LA, had a big dinner in LA, had a huge party in Philly, had another huge party in Vegas, which is my 50s coming up, and I got to talk about that because it might be much more introspective, but, um, and I just got tons of free bottles, and, you know, I did all these events in Vegas, and I was, I fucking, Jesus, me and my friends at the time, some of them are not my friends anymore. We were just fucking going through tequila and vodka. Huge bottles. Huge. And I wasn't even... It was weird. I was drunk. I think I might have almost blacked out. I'm not sure. But I just remember getting up the next day and drinking again. And it didn't really affect me. I was like on a four-day drinker. And it was great. Um, And that was it. I didn't really drink. And then around 42, I discovered... Beer in a new way, and I started becoming like a foodie. You know, I started getting into really different types of foods. I guess that was like I was getting more cultivated. You know, I wasn't always just out there. You know, trying to you know holler and stuff. I was out. You know, traveled a lot, and I enjoyed the good things in life. So I was smoking cigars, and I was. So I discovered Belgian beer and there's Duvel and there's way more. There's there's traps. There's many things with Belgians and they're thick. They're thick beers. They're almost like food. So if I would go to sushi, if I go to Nobu, we would drink the bamboo. Boom, the best food. Bam. If I go to Italian, um, Mama Osteria. 
bottle of wine, the best pasta, boom. If I'm going to have burgers downtown, if I'm going to go to Plan Check, I'm going to have a couple of Duvels. So it became like food. You know, I was going to Vegas a lot. I would get the big bottles of Chimay. Well, I would I'd carry one of those around in the casino, you know. And I would play blackjack, have some Chimay, play a little blackjack, you know. You know, I wasn't even in the performing, you know. Um, I would just hang out in Vegas when I wasn't performing. Um, and I, I was, I was getting fucking fat. My skin was getting crinkly, red and blotchy. Uh, I woke up like I got hit with a truck. Um, and I think at about 42 to like 47, I drank a, some type of drink almost every, every day or every other day. I had a beer or a glass of wine or a sake because I was eating out all the time, all the time. And the and the drinks were part of the food, and I just said, you know what? I, for something happened, and I said, I kind of, I'm getting a little like I'm noticing like there's drinks popping in, you know. I wouldn't like do a set in town and like have a drink maybe once in a while at the improv. Sometimes I might have a beer. That's not, that's that's true. But I know that can start catching up to you. And you start wondering, yo, is this a, is this an issue? I did have some angry arguments sometimes, but not too many. But I'm definitely angry at times on, on booze. I have a, a bad temper at times. So I decided, for whatever reason, I said I got to shoot this special. And I'm gonna look good. I saw myself in a couple of things, and I looked puffy. My last tremor, tremor six, I, six, I looked pretty damn good. I have to be honest. Cold day in hell. It's called, and um, I kind of look like an action hero, but I was drinking good. I was drinking during that. I was drinking South African wine. I would drink, but I would only eat meat. I would eat meat, wine, shoot a gun, boom, go to sleep, take an Ambien, smoke a cigar a couple times a week. And I guess everything started kicking in because my throat started hurting, so I was like, I get fucking high off a cigar, which is great, but it's like... My throat would hurt, you know, even if you try the less ones, you know, it could still hurt. Um, anyway, I didn't like the way I was looking. So after about two months, I I just, the craving was there for the first month of, mm, it was just something, it was like a habit. Like, oh, I'd like a beer now. Yeah. A glass of wine now. Um, and I, I was like, this could be, you know, this, that, 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 you know, boom, man, I want to do that. And then, so after about a month, that went away, but then every time I go to an Italian restaurant or sushi or Mexican margarita, whatever that cuisine was Korean barbecue that green bottle of like hardcore liquor that was like part of it 
And that took like two months of me not wanting to do the ritual. So green tea, sparkling water at Italian, um, iced tea, and a Korean barbecue. And after about three months, and like I said, some of these seminal, humongous life events, like my mother being the biggest one, I got on a streak. And then I said, I want to make a year. So then I made the year. And I was going to do the podcast that year, that day, what it was. And it's been more than a year. It's been like a year and a half. And... Honestly, I don't even think about it now. And what I have noticed from it is what I wanted to talk about. So tell me when if that was all boring. Drinking is a huge part of our culture. Fucking huge. And... You can do whatever you want, and you should do whatever you want. You know, just don't hurt me in the process. I'm not trying to hurt you. Don't hurt each other. But I'm telling you, drinking is here to keep you down. Okay? You said you you heard it here first. Drinking is here to keep you down. Because I'm not drinking, I'm performing. Like I was always performing, and I never performed drunk or anything. But after the shows, I see so much more drunk people. I see drunk people's behavior now, and every day it gets clearer and clearer and clearer. I I think it takes about a year for you really to get clear on seeing your 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 senses have to be realigned. And I don't even consider myself a big drinker, but maybe it was. You can guys would rate it, but you know. I stopped, and I just wasn't. I wasn't like drinking like a ton every day, but I drank a little bit. But I just was like. And what I've noticed is that it makes you look terrible, right? It makes you lethargic, right? It makes you negative. I'm telling you, you could say, oh, he's a happy drunk. She's a happy drunk. Really look into those people. Really? Usually people at my shows that are fucking drunk are annoying, arrogant, sad. They go through the range of emotions and they get beaten down. I wish people on my shows would experience them sober or on an edible. Although sometimes those people can become potted plants and they're not good. Or on a Vicodin. I don't know. Or, I don't know, on caffeine. I have no idea. They're all drugs. All of it's a drug. Sugar's a drug, okay? But what I'm saying is, I think booze is way worse than the public realizes. 
I think because it's legal, and I think it's because fucking companies put horses on it and good times and everyone's friend. They don't show the people puking in the street. They don't see the boyfriends and the girlfriends in arguments. They don't see the dudes fighting other dudes. They don't see the people fucking cheating on each other. They don't see people fucking trying to steal out of stores. I mean, that's booze is a lot of that. It's always the good times with booze. And it's like, this is the most fucking shit show causing substance, but yet it's always advertised as a great time. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying I haven't had great times. I haven't had them. But I am. I'll tell you what. I'm not depressed. I get moments of depression. But I think that's 5G. That's another story. I think the technology is getting in our fucking brains. But I I was so, I was much more like, I'm telling you, you lose, you have a zest for life. And I'm not saying you can't be productive. You can't do all these things. You can't do all this stuff. But there's a zest. There's a fun, loving thing when you're not drinking. It literally, I know I sound like a square cornball dork. But you really do get this fucking high off of life. And being clear-minded is the new drug. I know. Punch me in the face. I agree with you. I agree with you. But let's just stay with me, man. Um... A lot of people, you know, comedy has never been bigger, you know. I've been so busy in it, you know. I've been very lucky and, you know, I talk about this on other podcasts. You've never seen the, there's, there's never been more bigger comics at one time. And then they also do podcasts and they do Netflix and they do a guest spot and they'll do a movie and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's got to do everything, you know. Kevin Hart is the new Work model. If you're not working like him, you're not working. Okay? And and that's how it is. And in, in town here in L.A. is the mecca of comedy. You know, I love New York, too. And I live in L.A. And I think it's it's so busy, so nuts. And you got to always be on your game. And there's so many great comics and successful comics. Not just great comics, but they're also successful and great. So it's like you always be fucking... So you got to be focused. I can't be, you know, hungover. And also, I've there's a lot of people that don't really drink, you know. I've been noticing this. I think drinking is getting disrupted. I'm seeing more comedians, more actors. Some are sober. Some are not. Some just said they're not into it. Some whatever. Some smoke weed. Some don't do anything. I smoked a little bit of weed this year. The only thing I've done, I was doing like CB. D, and I haven't even done that in about four months because I do feel tired the next day, but it's great for sleep. But I do feel like it gets you something. I like it, man. Um, But I haven't even done that because I do feel like I don't want to get up right away. And I do feel like I got to be productive. Not that I want to get up super early, but, you know, I want to be motivated when I get up. I get up pretty easy now. It takes a little time, but I get up easier. Um, 
And I just feel that booze is I just see a lot more people not doing it and I and I I'm telling you I think it's getting disrupted and I think that the great thing about not drinking and I don't like I said I don't do drugs you know, like I said, once in a while I might smoke a joint, but I haven't done any about in four months. You know, I mean, like CBD even in four months. You, you, the, the biggest thing is, is you have to adjust your thinking. Well, I'm way, I'm way, I'm productive. I was productive before. You know, at one time I was doing my show, The Jimmy Kang Experiment. I was shooting Malibus, shooting the experiment. Or no, I was shooting Malibus, editing the experiment, and writing my book all during a two-month span. But I had to. But I could still do that now. But it makes, I guess what I'm saying is I don't have anybody pushing me as much, and I still want to do stuff. I'm, I'm much more motivated. Um, I want to be more physical. I notice on stage I'm lighter. I'm more positive. Not that I was Debbie Downer, but when you get in the booze, you can start catching yourself going, oh, yeah, fuck that. And listen, I still get mad. I still get aggro. I'm still emo, but I'm still like trying to search for the outcome instead of like just feeling like I'm this injustice fucking victim of fucking that's not right I'm now like alright well let's fuck fuck that but let's problem solve it and I just feel that unless I'm I'm eating keto but that's for me I mean again you can do whatever you want so I'm also trying to take any unnecessary fat I'm not trying to put shit in my body that I do not fucking need it's not gonna make me productive I'm all about productivity right now I'm all about Economy. I'm all about um, efficiency. You know what I mean? Efficiency of thought, of emotion, of body. And I just think booze is. You catch yourself changing a lot. You know, now I don't really go to those Italian places and I love them, but now I'm eating better. I'm not going to eat a big bowl of pasta. I'm going to eat some grilled chicken with some broccoli and I'll put a sauce on it. And I won't go out and sit and have a bunch of banal conversation. You know what I'll do? I'll use that, eat a fucking something at home and write up something or write down another thing I got to accomplish or go out and do an extra set that night. So it's really helping my creativity and expelling my creativity because I'm doing more shows. I'm organizing more comedy bits, forming more time. I'm already ready to do another special. Um, you know, cleaning out my life. I'm cleaning out, you know, things I don't need, excess fat, and cleaning up relationships. You know, and I guess why am I saying this? I guess I'm saying this because, A, I'm telling you, it's fucking, it's great. I'm not saying you shouldn't drink. I don't know if I'll ever drink. I might drink. I'll probably drink again. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a good tequila. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with any of this. But what I'm saying is 
I almost look at it as this weird fucking poison now. It's weird. And like the great Steve Harvey says, you know, I, I don't know if he's ever touched anything. And he says he doesn't want to fuck with his his instrument. And I, there's something to that. But it's like you catch yourself not hanging around these people or these vices. You know what I mean? I, I used to love to play blackjack. I'll play if I know my system is correct. But my system has gone up and down. And more recently it has been down. So I've stopped playing. Until I can figure out the, the algorithm. I know that sounds crazy, but they're gamblers. The only way you're going to beat Jack Jack, anyone out there, by the way, is algorithms. You understand? Trust me, I've done a lot of research on this. It's... We need science. Other than that, the house has the advantage. Unless you just do quick hits, and even then, you're going to get addicted, and you're going to go, oh, I can make five grand every time I hit this table, and you, you're going to go five, 10, 15, 20, 25, and then you're going to lose 25 grand. And now you're thinking I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you, that's how it happens. It's a long, that's another podcast. Because it's a Ferris wheel, and it goes, and then at one time, you're gonna, it's going to catch you at the top. That's another way I'll explain it to you. But I don't smoke cigars now. I like a cigar, but I'm not craving it. Barely eat carbs. Um, haven't even done any CBD. And why am I telling you this? I'm just sharing this with you because it's happened natu- naturally. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, had a nice, nothing's been forced Except that time I did kind of force myself to say I got to look better. Um, I drink a lot of tea. Probably drink too much coffee. Um, but I just... I just can't tell you how much better I feel and how much I just think it's... I think drinking is really fucking fucking people up. Even when they don't realize it, even if you say I only have a couple of drinks a week, I'm telling you, people be people become know it alls. That's the first thing I want to say. I see a lot of people. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. people. You ever see those wine clips? Uh huh. Oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're not like, hi. Oh my god, you're so sweet. Don't. I know you're gonna say there's happy drunks. I'm telling you, it's different. It's different. It's different than what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? People become bitter. I watch people after shows. I watch them become more bitter. And they wait in my line and they'll be like, like you only going to take one picture? Yeah, I know, but like, I got a whole line here. Oh, you think you're so cool? No, I don't think I'm cool. There's just 23 people. Okay. Yeah, when was your last good movie? Okay, thank you. Can you move? Fuck you. Okay, all right, fuck me. I mean, it's how it evolves. You know what I'm saying? Not always. Um, It's very rare. You know, there's a great heckling video of me right now on the internet at the Laugh Factory. And the, and the heckler was great, and I had fun with her. And she's probably pretty wasted, but she was sweet. So <laughs> um, she was really self-aware for sounding as drunk as she was. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is I feel better, I look better, 
I am absorbing the world around me. Not that I was a huge strip club guy, but I haven't been to a strip club in years. I have no desire. Um, I just did a bunch of shows in Las Vegas. I didn't play blackjack once. Not that I don't think it's great. But again, I wasn't in the cigar mindset, you know. Um, I, I just feel like you'll, it'll be weird to anyone out there trying it. But your habits will change naturally. The first thing is you're going to look better. I look a lot better. I think drinking makes you old as fuck. I think it makes you old looking. I think it makes you old thinking. And I think it makes you old acting. Look at it. People fucking get a drink. They slow down. I was a fart, by the way, because I'm eating a lot of vegetables. And then they... I mean, it's it's everything. It's slower, right? What's slow is happens with with age. So I just think that, like, I fucking like to move more. I'm fucking fucking like a cat, you know. And I just I just think that there's a lot more people in the entertainment business. I'm seeing it in the comedy world. You know, I'm seeing it. You know, I'm not gonna say any names, but I know actors. And actresses, both, you know, I guess actors are all gender now. Um, But they are completely sober, you know, and they work at it. And there's other people that, you know, don't. I mean, some people, you know, I've worked with recently. And um, and it was just like, it's like when you go to a small town, you do, you know, have a couple scenes and you just sit in your hotel room. It's like, what are you going to do? You'll find other habits. I do watch YouTube a lot. Um, it's kind of adjusted my whole fucking brain, though, of like this hamster wheel that we're all on, and I, I've kind of gotten off that too. Like, this is whiskey, but um, like I used to just like get up, attack the day, try to figure out how to make as much money as I can. And, you know, how to further my star. See what honey's into me. You know, have a couple of brews. Do a show. Boom. Sleep, rinse, repeat. But now, I'm all about, like, the doing. Like, I'm all about creating... Something, you know, like I got to get this movie made. I'm getting close to that. I'm getting all my old content repurposed. I'm getting it distributed. That's happening. Um, I might be getting my own Roku channel, um, which I think is the future. And I'm working with somebody and that will be all my content will be there. And everything is going to be, you know, I'm working on this podcast. You know, look. And it's like, I want to, you know, make money and stuff, but it's like, I'm enjoying the doing. I'm enjoying putting myself out there. Um, I've always loved conversation, and I still do that, and I'll have conversations sober or drunk. Um, 
And again, I don't think I was a alcoholic. Maybe I am. I don't know. I don't know if I was. Uh, but I just feel better doing it. And now I'm hitting this streak where I have a buddy of mine and uh, him and his wife have probably one of the greatest relationships I've ever seen between two people. And uh, his wife knows that he's in the business and uh, she says, hey, if you need to handle some stuff while you're on the road or on set, you know, I understand. And uh, she gave him that leeway and she was so lax about it that he could never do it. <laughs> it's a beautiful fucking lesson, right? Like, he was like, I so don't want to disrespect her because she's so fucking cool. And even though she was cool about it, I feel like I'd be disrespecting my wife if I did something with somebody. And... Then he hit this level after many years, and it's like a streak. And he's like, dude, I don't even think about that now. I'm on such a streak. So it's like this beautiful thing that could, like, I'm, I'm applying to this. It's like streaks are good. Like whatever reason you want to stop something, if you might want to stop it and need to stop it, I something inside of me said I should probably stop this for a little while. And then when it happened, I was like, do I want to do that again? What's that going to lead to? And then I was hitting a streak. And now I really don't think about it. And it becomes a positive habit. Does that make sense? A positive habit. Habit. Now I don't even think about it. Just like my buddy. He doesn't even. I don't even think he looks at women. He's got such a. And isn't that a beautiful thing? It just shows you. Why doesn't society advertise that? Hey. Hey, baby. You know. You need to do it. Go do it. I'll be here. What'd the guy do? Nothing. Yeah, I don't operate good under pressure. And that's what I like about this. It was just a natural, it was nobody telling me I had an issue. But it was a lot of positive. I'll tell you, there's a lot of positiveness in, 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 in Hollywood right now. I know Hollywood gets a bad rep, but there is a lot of people that are very productive, won't stop working. Um, And it's... Here's what's interesting about drinking. So you have to be on your toes. That's what I'm saying. And it doesn't mean you cannot be on your toes. You can be just people that can drink and not have any problems. So you're fine. Here's the thing I want to say about it is that drinking for me was a reward. Like I like to drink because I did something. I achieved. Did a movie. Malibu's Most Wanted was a great rap party. You know, Son of the Mask was an amazing rap party. You know, kicking an old school fucking great rap party. Scream. All these different things. And I just feel that you have this sense of accomplishment 
And then you want to celebrate it with this booze. And you're like, yeah, and it's awesome. And and it's not an everyday thing. And then it became like a food thing, like I said. But like, I'm almost 50. All right. I'm not married yet. May get married, may not, who knows. Don't have kids. Mm, had a couple of pets. I always lose them to the girlfriends. So they end up taking them. I had a dog, a couple of cats. They always go. And it's like, you know, after I do two shows in a night or I'm on set all day, you know, you want to hang out? What are you going to do? I got the means, right? Make a killer margarita, right? Killer margarita. Let's go to El Compadre, get some great fucking Mexican. Boom. The calorie dense in that. Oh, I'm feeling good. There's a young honey. Two margaritas. The next thing you know, I'm 25 heavy. My face is fat. And that becomes a habit because I can. I can go out and drink Casamigos every fucking night. I don't know if my liver would handle it. But I have the means. I'm not Jeff Bezos. But I'm doing okay. And I guess what I'm saying is I kind of had to monitor myself because when you're boozing, then that can just lead to what? Well, I don't want to really commit to any woman, so I'll just different restaurant every night, maybe a different date. Uh, I don't want to commit to a good diet. You know, I'll fucking eat this bread and this tortilla. So it, it's a slippery slope, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be booze. It could be weed. It could be fucking chocolate. It could be your fucking man horn. I don't know. But one thing led to another. And by just doing this one little thing, I'm more focused. um, I'm doing more shows. My ego's in check. Not all the time. Not all the time. But my ego is much more like, yo, man, shut up. Do the fucking work. Shake the hands. Kiss the babies. You know, no one gives a fuck about you. Just fucking do your thing. You're here. I'm, I have this mindset now that I'm just here to create. That's all. That's all. Jamie Kennedy, the star, whether he is or isn't, whatever his perception is or isn't, that's not how Jamie Kennedy thinks. Jamie Kennedy thinks of himself as just Jamie, the dude that might get an offer, probably has to audition, um, you know, might headline, might co-headline, you know, could be in a great movie, could be in no movies, and I'm just, I'm happy to be in the game. I'm happy, I just got to do a movie with um, Taron Manning, Jeremy Piven, Kathy Moriarty, Joseph Gazzanoli, Bruce Dern, all, all, all different types of actors. I was like fifth or sixth lead. It was great. I'm just I'm so fucking happy. It's called Crabs in a Bucket. I'm just lucky to be in the mix. You know what I mean? I think I'm good. Yeah, but I'm I'm, and that's what this whole cornball enlightenment. It's not even enlightenment. It is. It is enlightening though. It is to just 
I'm kind of seeing how far I can go, what I'm going to do, and how many of levels of my life it will affect. I think it's going to keep going, and I think I can run away from some of my most innermost fears, and I might end up being, you know, might end up getting a little dog, and maybe a little wifey, and having a little bambino. I mean, I still got to do things for myself, and... But, you know, oh, I've done a lot. Um, somebody said, what are you going to do when you're 80? It's like, okay, relax. And by the way, when I'm 80, I'll still be like this. I guarantee I'm not going to get old easily. Because I have too much youthful energy. I'll race any 28-year-old. I've raced like four of them recently, and I beat them in a foot race. Um, And I have the desire and the youth in my mind, whatever your age is, it's not. My age. That's your perception of my age. And technology is incredible. So I take a fucking one of those things you take probiotic. They're life changing. I haven't wiped my ass in months. I'm kidding, but I really don't. I mean, I take perfect dookies. Not that I should even share that with you. But it's like fucking my gut flora is on point. I take some collagen. You know, stem cells are going to change everything. So, in conclusion, are you here, dude? All right, let me close up here. I'm going to finish up. In conclusion, I would say, I don't know. It's up to you if you want to booze or not. I don't think you have to. I tried it. It's incredible for me, and I've it's affected me more than I thought. And I'm actually super fucking clear and focused. But I just think it's just think about the booze around you. Think of all the bad things it has with it, and it's only advertised as good. It's never advertised as bad. Even then, some of the car crash commercials and the Mothers Against Drunk Driving, you don't even see that nearly as much as you do all the positive beer ads. You have to wonder why. Abby. Yep. Pop in here. I'm at the end of this. This is Abby. Do they know you? Pop in here. Let me ask you a question. How old are you? 29. Look in there. Do you drink? No. Have you ever drank? I used to drink a lot. Really? Yeah. Are you sober? Yeah. Sober, sober. Yeah. Like a chip. Yeah. How long have you been sober? Six years. Wow. He's only 23. No, I'm 29. I got sober when I was 23. Yeah. Yeah. So that means you were end of your run. Yeah. So was it a problem? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you forget a lot of times? No, I never blacked out. Okay. Which was which I'm I was jealous people black because I remember every dumb thing I said. What? What? What did you? Did you get sober for health reasons? I just had to, you know, I I I'm a, I hit a crossroad, and I'm like, do I want to be successful or do I want to party? I went that way. 
See, I'm telling you, it's becoming a thing. Do you have any desire to drink? Very rarely. Yeah, me neither. Are you sober? I haven't drank in a year and a half. Nice. But I'm not sober. Like, I just stopped. But I don't really want to drink. That's what I'm sharing with these people. Anyway, he's living proof. He's 29. Just had his first piece of chicken. (laughs) That's true, by the way. So that's my opinion, guys. Hate to break it to you. But booze might not be all it's cracked up to be. Subscribe. I love you. I'll see you in the next one.